Hi, and welcome to the Theme Park Trader podcast as your hosts, Ryan and Dan. Hello. It is a new year. The year is 2022. And the question is, where will we go to Orlando this year? <laughs> We've been asking that question for three years now. Three years. Three yeah. long years. <laughs> the answer is maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's a solid maybe. It's yeah. definitely a more solid maybe than last year. <laughs> um, yes. It, feel, it feels like it at the moment. I mean, obviously things are going crazy at the moment, aren't well, they? But, but it's, it's, like it's, it's US crazy. And, hmm. The US um, and UK are largely ignoring Omicron. Yes. <laughs> I think ignorance is bliss, I think, is the, uh, yeah. the way forward. Our hospital's full. Nah. Nah, it's not a thing, is it? It's we'll just right. open emergency ones. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Extra yeah. hospitals. Yeah. That's the as way long as people can get their pints. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a weird one, isn't it? Because obviously it's going crazy at the moment, but it's 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 the less the less intense variant, isn't it? At the same time, so it's yeah, and it's winter. It always goes crazy in winter. The flu goes yeah. crazy in winter. No, they're not the same thing. Before anyone says anything, <laughs> yeah. but flu goes crazy in winter. COVID, as we know from the la- from last year goes crazy in winter so you know i think we were talking earlier i mean i've got a trip planned in early september yeah flights got booked yesterday that you know could happen i think i'm feeling optimistic about it but i felt Mm -hmm. optimistic about trips before um and we we were just talking about potentially going for halloween horror nights yeah Yeah, maybe we i i think we go we'll probably end up going early october for a few days right ish um, and again, I'm optimistic that that could happen, but you know we're not going to book anything just yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if if it feels like we can probably book quite late for that one, doesn't it? Yeah. At the moment, like there's no there's no significant rush to book um, for for sort of a quick trip like that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, obviously the last what what twenty. I can't remember all the years are blurring into one, but obviously like last year, there was sort of a lull in the summer, wasn't there? And then it sort of, you know, kicked back off during winter. So, Wait, But the US didn't open until, what was it, October, wasn't it? Or November? Very, yeah, it's very true, actually. Yeah, forgetting about it's that. It's very strange. Because like, yeah. like, was in the su- early summer, I obviously had a trip booked late August. Yeah. And I was like, this is a dead set. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. Like, things, are, going, things right are looking bright. Yeah. And then like, Biden didn't open up till really late in the year, which yeah. was a very weird decision. Yeah, it it is it's it is funny, isn't it? Sort of when you look back on it, that like, oh, you know, if it was all closed and locked up, we couldn't go. And you know, cases were were on the downhill, mm. sort of like you know, last September. Now, now it's suddenly skyrocketed at the moment. I mean, what was it? 400 and something thousand cases in one day in the US just after Christmas. Well, Florida, just like related to that, Florida in the last, I think, three days have hit their, their, their kind of new records throughout the pandemic every right. day consistently. Yeah. I mean, records are being smashed all over the place, aren't they, with Omicron? Mm. Um, but it's just it's funny that like cases are going through the roof and, and I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no sign of them shutting travel like they well, did before. Talk no. I mean, Biden's come out and said no more lockdowns. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't want to make it a COVID podcast, but like, 
<laughs> it's a tough it's a tough one like if, if if the variant isn't actually doing as much damage as previous variants then maybe yeah. it's the right thing to do because we've got to come out of this at some point and if the way out of it is for the majority of people to catch a milder variant yeah then that's i mean i was reading articles that date back like two three years ago now when this was first mentioned from disease kind of control specialists saying this kind of variant is the ideal variant to get out of a pandemic mm -hmm. now whether it's yeah, this mean, variant or the next one or the one after that we don't know that's the problem yeah i mean the idea is that they weaken isn't it, over time and all that sort of stuff and i guess well, like, i guess you eventually want to get to one where it's really like mild. Yeah, well, yeah ideally even better than the flu but yeah <laughs> like the flu is a variant of the spanish flu yeah which killed unfortunately a lot of people back in the was it the 20s uh, I don't remember I think. when that. <laughs> so is, is that is that? I mean, the Spanish flu. I'm sure it was the 20s. So we guaranteed a worldwide pandemic every 20s. Oh, well, that'd be nice. Right. Well, yeah, we won't be about the looks of it. When was it? Uh, start date 1918. There you go. Oh, it went into the 20s, though, didn't it? Oh, I'm sure it did. So similar to COVID, start yeah. date 2019. <laughs> Spooky, eh? That is strange, isn't it? <laughs> but as I said, we're, this isn't a COVID podcast, but we, you know, talking about it's all relevant. It, yeah, it's talking about travel and all that kind of thing. So we yeah. thought this episode would be nice to talk about what we want to see from theme parks in 2022. Remembering, as I know, sometimes we don't, that this is a theme park show, not a Orlando show. So there, well, there won't we won't just be talking about. Orlando in this episode but yeah what do we want to see from theme parks in 2022 so sit back relax and enjoy the podcast each of us has a dream a heart's desire it calls to us and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be all we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. Stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. I just realized that how long that intro was is not going to be fun to edit and find out where, <laughs> where to put the music. Yeah, I completely forgot we'd even uh, <laughs> hadn't done the intro. Well, you start talking about travel and COVID and tangents yeah. already start. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, should I start? With one from my list? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I know the first one, you, you've got something that's very relevant. So maybe we'll start with... Um, the first one on my list is something exciting from the UK. Okay, Some, yeah. I don't mm -hmm. care what it is. <laughs> just, just anything. Just make something <laughs> exciting in, in the UK theme park industry. Because 
oh, right now, like, I think thought is it Thought Park who announced a new coaster. I'm like, great, but like, what's the theming? What's the IP? There probably mm-hmm. isn't one. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm sure the coaster is going to be fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the only time it's happened in recent memory is Wicker Man. Yeah, which, I mean, which was good. The whole area is fantastic, I think. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not from Thorpe Park, but you're talking UK-wide. You're talking UK, yeah. All yeah. the towers. Wicker Man, yeah. I think. That whole area has been designed very well. Mm-hmm. You've obviously got the ride itself. The pre-show is great. You've got like some of the... There's like um, a few bars and like cafes and things also designed really well to make it look like it fits in. Yeah. Whereas the majority of the attractions here in the UK, you step off one generic looking coaster onto the next without <laughs> any theming around it. I think maybe Swarm got a little bit, there's a little bit of theming around it, but like... Yeah, a little bit. It's a, it's a little bit loose, isn't it? But yeah. Again, like where's the, where were the, like, where's the restaurant? <clears throat> where's the shop? Mm. Where's, where's some of that storytelling? Like there's just a few was... like random ambulances just, dropped into this scenery was i'm trying to think i know maybe i'm thinking of saw one of them had like a shop in a shipping container that was saw yeah yeah Yeah. i couldn't remember whether that was saw whether that was um swarm but yeah i don't think there was any shop for swarm was there maybe maybe anything at all yeah i mean i wonder what i wonder if the new attraction will tack on to the end of um swarm yeah, because like, other you, that's where you just go into like a dead end, isn't it? Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, um, I'm not it sure kind of looks like there's it should be going further on. Yeah, it does. Um, but I mean, I know, I know we did the UK parks last year. You know, I'd definitely be up for doing it again at some point this year, like in like kind of late summer. Yeah. Um, maybe doing something like Legoland as well. Oh yeah, yeah, would be pretty cool. Mix up, mix up the ones that we that we go to. I mean, we'd definitely have to make sure the the boot of the car is empty if we're going to Legoland. <laughs> Got to get those big boxes, Ryan. Because yeah, those I've got to make room for them. Lego at some point. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to see something exciting from the UK. Like we just don't compete with not just the US, but like a lot of Europe as well. And there's nothing really about the UK's park theme park sector that gets me excited at the minute. Um, I mean, literally the most exciting thing that's happening this year is that they're adding Hey Dougie to CBeebies Land or Towers, (laughs) which is amazing because like... It's going great for kids. Fiber loves Hey Dougie, but I know the ride's going to be crap. Yeah. I know it will be bad. I mean, at least least that's breathing a little bit of life into that CBeebies Land, isn't it? Yeah, it needs it. it, Yeah, it like... When when we went there, it does look a bit tired, doesn't it? It does. Like like you you got some you got there's some great IPs in there, um, for for kids, uh, but it is a little bit tired. So I think bringing something new into that is 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 a good move at least. Yeah. Well, they're adding three things to see babies. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. So they've got Hey Dougie's Big Adventure badge, mm-hmm. climb, slide, and bounce your way through our play and adventure land. Meet Hey Dougie and collect your big adventure badge. They've got Andy's Adventures Dinosaur Dig. So Andy's Adventures is something that my nephew is absolutely obsessed with. So okay. it's, a, it's a guy that I can't remember if he works at the Natural History Museum or not, but that's where a lot of some of it's filmed. Mm-hmm. And he often like 
is adding to dinosaur exhibits and like either break something or something like that happens and he has to then go back in time to pick something up from the like prehistoric periods and bring it back oh so it's like dr seeker yeah he's exactly like dr seeker <laughs> but nowhere near as cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like my nephew's absolutely obsessed like they've got the clock that he uses to go back in time at the natural history museum okay we, we went there just before christmas and, and saw it and i took a picture of it and showed showed my nephew when we saw him over christmas and he was just like wow andy <laughs> so like there's lots of kids obsessed with that you know, yeah probably boys and, and girls around his age that love dinosaurs are probably watching that so that's like uh, immerse yourself in prehistoric sights and sounds and see what you can dig and discover in this live interactive show. And then they've got Jojo and Grand Grand at home. Let your curiosity run wild as you explore Grand Grand's house. We don't watch Jojo and Grand Grand, but I know it's popular. All these sure. things I've not heard of. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd be worried if you did. <laughs> true, true. I mean, obviously, I've heard of Hey Dougie because. Yeah. Because I know Piper watches Hey Ducky. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, that, that, that's good. That's good. I, like, you know, bringing those new IPs in, keeping them up to date with, you know, the latest um, kids' TV shows is a positive move. Because, you know, we've, we've said about this before, when they get stuck in a... It essentially gets stuck in a rut. They're, like, hanging on to really old IPs that, you mm-hmm. know, kids don't really watch anymore and all that sort of stuff. So it's positive that they're sort of keeping it up to date. Well, um, you see, this is my problem with it. You say that the first episode of Hey Dougie um, was released in on the 17th of December, 2014. Right. Okay. So like, are they, are they still making them? They're still making it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's still relevant. Okay. I mean, I guess it's difficult because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to pin yourself to something that's only just come out. No, um, no, I completely so they obviously have to tie it to like yeah. something that's been going around a few years. Um, and I guess they hope that it's got a few more years in it, yeah, um, before it becomes ir- irrelevant. Wow, I've just discovered that the program is animated using the computer program Flash. Wow, yeah, that's quite something, isn't it? I mean, are they still doing that? Flash doesn't exist anymore, right? I it does. It just doesn't exist on the web, right? Uh, oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, it got. I think Google stopped. We're going into our like day jobs now, um, <laughs> but it does still exist. The, right. So the, the, well, the program itself still exists, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right. The production team consists of around sixteen animators with six to eight scriptwriters. That's really small. I, I, I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna sound quite big. Six to eight scriptwriters for a kids TV show. Well, eight. Uh, six, yeah, six to eight scriptwriters and sixteen yeah. animators. Yeah. Hey, um, if you've not watched it, some of those some of the jokes are brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, some good like subtle stuff for adults in there. Okay. Okay. It's good when they do that. Yeah. It's, it is you enjoyable. Know, something for everyone. But yeah, so going back to theme parks, I just want to see something exciting from the UK. And yeah, hey Dougie, you know, I'm I am excited by it, but I know it's gonna be just a little play area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we yeah. were really excited to see um, Mr. Tumble's sensory garden when we saw it on the map. And as you know, when we walked past it, it's rubbish. It's yeah. tall, it's, it doesn't get the attention that it needs. And we were really disappointed. Yeah. 
And I think had Piper been a little bit older, she would have been disappointed and or upset. Mm-hmm. It's under- understandable, isn't it? It's kind of like when we went to Thorpe Park and uh, I'm mainly thinking of like um, the, oh God, what's it called? Angry Birds. Angry Birds, yes, area where it was really tired and that sort of stuff. Wasn't it was it? awful, yeah. Um, did you say, was it was it the Thorpe Park area where you went, did you go there with Piper and it was like all cobwebby or something? And No, that was, was um, that was the Mr. Tumble Sensory Garden. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. It was the cobwebs one. everywhere. There was one of the seats, one of the, sorry, one of the drums, I think it was, was just covered in dirt. And like, right. it wasn't dirt that, was, that had come in that night. It's not mm. like, oh, like, you know, it was just was the day they hadn't cleaned it, which A, is unacceptable yeah. in itself when it's a kid's sensory garden, mm-hmm. but it, it just hadn't been touched. And it's For not a long time. It's not difficult to do these things. No, know? no, it's not difficult to put in that like little bit of extra effort. Give it a wipe, give something a little paint and overnight and put a little thing, like a little cordon around that one part of it mm-hmm. for a couple of days while the paint's dry. Yeah. It's not difficult to do this stuff. Yeah, it's just um, just seems like a bit of a lack of investment sometimes, isn't it? In the, in areas, yeah. So that's, quite, a, that, quite a lot of areas, but yeah, that's that's my well, yeah, most areas. That's my that's my first one. Um, what's yours? Yeah, well, well, sort of keeping on that, I suppose, in a similar sort of very similar sort of area is is finding out some more about the London Resort. Um, London Resort, which is that name is awful. I I'd for, I'd forgotten what it was. First thing this morning. You mean the uh, UK Disneyland? <laughs> I mean, I was literally going to have to search that to try and remember what the name was, which is the saddest thing. Um, but in the end, it came to me as like, oh, is is it the UK Resort? And then I googled that, and it and it came up with the London Resort. Well, so so the crazy thing is, I can't remember who it was over Christmas. What am yeah. I? family or family family friends came up to me and was like have you heard about have you heard the news and i was like what what um the disney disneyland's coming to the uk and i'm like no it isn't <laughs> no it isn't yeah yeah i don't know what they've they've just like it's the sun they've, they've cl- they're clinging to that it's definitely the sun they're it's clinging the sun, to that it? so much yeah there's a there's literally a headline from yesterday yeah. London Resort dubbed UK's Disneyland set to... Who's dubbed it that? You have. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when they say that as if like, oh, everyone's calling it UK Disneyland. Yeah, it's because you called it UK Disneyland in the first place. Yeah. And now, so, now they're sort of... This is probably the same article where they're talking about Game of Thrones style theme. You mean castle. Yeah, you mean like <laughs> castle and dragon, which has been in like British culture and... Law yeah. and myth for centuries. Yeah, but no, no, it's Game of Thrones specifically. Yeah, I mean, you you can tell because I used to write headlines like this when yeah. I worked inside the Magic. You can tell that I guarantee, like all of that headline is absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. Apart from London Resort new opening date. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Or you the know, whole the whole middle part is complete trash. Take out Game of Thrones, take out UK Disneyland, maybe replace it with um, London Resort has uh, like pencils in new medieval land as part of new opening mm-hmm. date. Yeah. But it's not going to get enough. It's not going to get as many clicks. Yeah. They just want people to think, oh, wow, there's going to be a Game of Thrones land. Yeah. A Game of Thrones attraction, which, I mean, to be fair, 
wouldn't be a bad shout. No, no, it wouldn't. It's not going to matter. I mean, obviously, obviously, it ended yeah, a bit rocky, but well, they've got the new show that's coming out this year. They do, they do, which I can't remember what that's called. But House of the yes. Dragon, House of the Dragon, yes, something like that. yes, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, that wouldn't be a bad shout to to theme it on Game of Thrones. They, I don't, I don't think they are. It's just a gen- generic sort of medieval castle area by the looks of it, uh, and it's just the sun being the sun. And trying to bait people's clicks, shall we say? Um, yeah, I mean, so you were saying that they're um, asking for an update, and there is a little bit of an update. A little bit, yeah. Um, so it, it's now originally, originally, bearing in mind, it was originally meant to be open in 2019. <laughs> yeah. But now, the, the first now, announced in 2012. Yeah, classic, isn't it? Classic. Yeah, it's absolute classic. It's already ten years in the making. And they haven't even started. They haven't even started construction yet. Yeah, yeah. It's now meant to be open in twenty twenty five. Okay, three years. Do I believe that's going to happen? No, no, no. I mean, if they haven't broken ground yet and they're three years away, it doesn't feel like anything like that's going to happen. Well. Yeah, it doesn't feel like anything like that's going to happen in the UK in three years. It, it's felt like it's taken about fifteen years for us to digitize the UK's motorways, which. <laughs> I'm still not quite sure what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, nothing moves. I mean, just goes to show that this, you know, first announced in 2012 and they were hoping to have it built in seven years. Now it's been 10 years. Yeah. And, and nothing's even started. been, yeah, building hasn't even started yet. Um, yeah. It, it, nothing moves quickly when it comes to things like this, is it? Um, no. I mean, I, you know, I, I, we said it before, I'm, really hopeful that this project happens because Alton Towers, Thorpe Park and Merlin Group as a whole need to kick up the arse. Yeah, and it will give them a massive kick up the arse if it, if, as long as it's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big uh, question. Um, I mean, the thing is, if they if, if they're planning to build, to, to build it in, or, you know, start building it in 2020 or have it built for 2025, they must start building very, very soon. Well, they said like, they're starting this year. Right, which which is probably a good thing. Like, hopefully, if if they, uh, sorry, I'm like half reading an article at the same time. If they're planning on starting building it this year, then hopefully there might be more plans released and all that sort of stuff, and we'll have a better idea of exactly what's going to go be going into this park. Mm. Um, I don't know if they'll give us too much information up front, um, because at the moment there's just loads and loads of like concept art isn't there for it like well, flying around they're planning on opening two theme parks here that's what i was reading like a second one in 2029 there that's not going to happen in 2029 <laughs> i mean again if it does incredible like if i can go to yeah. Kent and stay in, at a resort that is for the whole family for mm-hmm. two three nights across two theme parks yeah count me in and and, yeah. and also the experiences are fantastic the problem is they don't look like they've really got any IP. And I know they said they're partnering with BBC, ITV. Um, I think there was another one in there as well. Yeah. BBC, ITV and Paramount. Oh, is Paramount still on the list, are they? Apparently. Now, okay. believe it, I'm not sure I believe that. Because originally like, it was going to be the, like the Paramount Park or something. It wasn't was it? originally, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, what what properties have ITV got that are interesting? I mean, BBC at least has got... Call the midwife. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Maybe that's BBC, I don't know. I think it is BBC, I don't know. It... But like, but BBC's got Doctor Who. Yeah. And and maybe you could say they could do it like a Top Gear live show or something. Mm-hmm. Fine. Like that, but that's yeah. it. What else? I don't know. Is... I don't know what else. The, the sender's experience. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, uh, what, what experience did you say? EastEnders. EastEnders experience. Well, as long as yeah. it's not the Jimmy Savile experience, I'll be all right. <laughs> that's that'd be a dark ride. Yeah, it will be. It'll have to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If if it all happens, it would be great. But history tells us it's not gonna it's not gonna happen that way. Well, what are ITV adding? I just don't understand. Unless no. it's like, again, maybe like Fear Factor with I'm a Celebrity. Maybe that could work. It it could. I mean, I don't know how many years I'm a Celebrity's got in it left. Well, yeah, it's been going like twenty years. Something so like that, years. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's it's again it goes I mean it goes back to like with kids stuff isn't it of like pinning what what IPs do you pin to? Um, obviously obviously I'm a celebrity's got a, a long history so it might it might be something it would work that for, put it in. would probably work for five ten years which is probably all they needed to do maybe yeah yeah but like Doctor Who is always a tough one because Doctors only tend to last three or four seasons. Yeah, so trying like pinning on a specific doctor or something like that mm. is tricky. Yeah, um, unless they are actually going to make the investment and keep it up to date with the relevant doctor, which I mean is 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 possible. Or uh, let hear this out: mm. the do- the doctor regenerates, and you are the doctor for the ride. There you go. There you go. Using your interactive sonic screwdriver to take down classic Doctor Who villains. Yeah. Job done. Just get, just hire me now. <laughs> get you in there. Well, sort just come, up with, come on. There's one ride. I come up with the Top Gear stage show done. Yeah. The I'm a Celebrity experience done. Mm-hmm. What more do you need? Job done. Yeah. I mean, they're classic British things that would be popular. I, would they though? Like, are British people going to go to a interactive I'm a Celebrity stage show? I think stage show. I, I think they. I think they would. Maybe once. They're not going to want to be picked on, though, are they? <laughs> the first I mean, question, some people would. This big but... arena, if I'm a celebrity, the first question someone says is, um, are there any Americans in the crowd? <laughs> Great. You're all volunteers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, if, if, if you are... If, if they're pinning with ITV, that's certainly a IP that would be easy to make an attraction of. I can't think of anything else. What, I mean, Emmerdale, Coronation Street, who cares? Yeah, I don't like, I don't know what else ITV's got really. No. Like big, big sort of like brand wise. I mean, they do a lot of game shows. Yeah, exactly. Catchphrase. There you go. (laughs) The catchphrase experience. You're being, you're being hunted by Mr. Chips. (laughs) I'd be more scared if I was being hunted by, um, Stephen Mulhern, to be honest. <laughs> no, the forehead. The not forehead. Stephen. No, not the bad jokes. <laughs> the shine. Get off. Your forehead's too shiny. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. 
I hope you know if work starts this year. Fantastic! Yeah. I'd be so excited because it it kind of answers my first point about UK Steampark giving giving us something exciting because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it really would. I think if construction starts this year, Merlin will have to get their things in order and yeah. start announcing some expansion plans or some changes to their parks almost yeah. immediately. I think. Yeah, I mean, especially if. I mean, all the concept art that we've seen for like the London Resort, it it looks very well themed and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, as we know with like Disney and Universal, the concept art you can never believe a hundred percent. Yeah, but you would hope that that's what they're aiming for, like immersive, um, well themed attractions and areas. Because the medieval one that kind of look, well, it's, they says it says further down. I don't know yeah. what they've said said game of thrones because it literally says king arthur no <laughs> it's game of thrones theme you're right it's themed yeah. yeah which is which is i mean the concept art looks good it's got a castle with a fire breathing dragon and a coaster going either through it or around the castle mm-hmm. great and king arthur themed fantastic that's such a great british um yeah bit of kind of mythic history Mm-hmm. Include which if it's w- which if it's well themed i mean people in the uk are going to like it and also it's a good sort of attraction for people internationally yeah because it is very sort of british and you know yeah. that sort of thing yeah until they bring so, up bring in merlin and looking very similar to disney's version and then disney suits <laughs> yeah and then the park has to shut down and <laughs> yeah don't worry about that, <laughs> worry about that. yeah yeah no, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. As we say, I think if if it kicks off and if it, you know, if they do get it out by twenty five, great. And if it all stays to the plan, great. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe it's going to happen, but no, it would be it would be great if it did. It will be. I'm definitely up for it. I'm definitely up for it. I can't. I I can't wait. If construction starts, I will be excited for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just to think to have Disneyland with Game of Thrones in it. Oh, what a dream. Living the absolute dream. <laughs> uh, so my second one is, we are, we are talking about Disney as, as a whole here. Just Disney caring again. Yeah. I've just that got, feels very deeply heartfelt. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I do feel that way. Like, I still love, I love Disney as the collection of things that they own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like Disney for the company anymore. And maybe that's because I'm more versed in what they do now. Right. But even looking at the, the, the theme park standards, they've dropped off massively. And I'm even going back to 2019 when I was last there now. And mm-hmm. one and I were talking about it yesterday, saying that the like the toilets, as an example, were not pristine. They always used right. to be pristine. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't when we were there. The cast members didn't seem to care. They weren't particularly happy. And and I know, like, why should they be if Disney are treating them with a almost contempt and no respect? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. But yeah. that's my point isn't I'm not blaming car fans for this. I'm blaming Disney as a whole. And I'd like to just see a bit of that magic return to the parks because you know what? If I'm dropping the best part of five, six, seven grand, even more than that on a trip to Disney World or Disneyland mm-hmm. Paris, or Disneyland, wherever I'm going to Disney's parks around the world, I expect to be treated like I'm a guest 
and you are bending over backwards for, for me. And not, not in a demanding way. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. saying bow down to me because I am spending money here. But the way that Disney, like I've heard Epcot is just an absolute state. I've heard, I'm hearing cast members are refusing to clear up rubbish and all this kind of thing because it's not their job. Uh, okay. Quote, unquote, not their job. And back in the day, it wouldn't matter if it was your job or not. A cast member yeah. would pick something up. And, and put it in the bin or radio someone in to sort something out and I'm hearing that they just don't care anymore mm. and I think I think it's part like a little bit of a hopefully a bit of an uprising from cast members to, to get Disney management to fix things Yeah. but the other thing is from what I understand from what I understand <laughs> Piper's not happy about it either not happy about it either yeah Imagineering's gone yeah cut to the bone by the sounds of it Absolutely decimated. All of the key people have left Imagineering. The people that are coming in to take over are business people. You cannot mm-hmm. run a creative part of the business by people that just crunch numbers. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. And, and and also, like again, rumours, not confirmed. Chapek has cut all Imagineering projects that are not already underway. Right. Anything that yeah. was in the concept planning stage is gone. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think... Obviously, at the moment, a lot of these things are COVID related. Like, you know, they've made massive cutbacks in, you know, staff numbers and Imagineering and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, as you say, like the, the planned projects and stuff like that. But they're a not lot of now, it is like they? they were. But look, look, if you looked at Disney well, World attendance, New yeah. Year's Eve, mm-hmm. as an example, as far as Disney is concerned, COVID is not a thing anymore. Now they can... They yeah. can they can incorporate mask mandates inside because they're told to, but the reality is, if ten thousand people are in a room wearing a mask, you're still spreading COVID. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. If it's if the room is not well ventilated, which they aren't, yeah, necessarily. Now I'm not blaming Disney for that at all, um, but. I think that the time has almost come where Disney cannot blame coronavirus for the cutbacks that they're making. No, I mean, that's the thing. I I guess, like, the the recent cutbacks have have been because of COVID. And obviously, they'll get to a point where they can't say it's COVID anymore because, you know, they're still open 100%. But they're, they're trying to make, they're trying to claw back some of that money that they've lost over the last you know, two years, two, three years. Um, it's lost money, but they're still profitable, which is what annoys me. Like, yeah, yeah you maybe haven't hit your projected numbers, but mm-hmm. you're still massively profitable. And what you're doing, and I think this is the dangerous thing, is you're setting yourself up for, I think, Walt Disney World to massively fail in five years' time. Well, exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? Especially, especially once you... Um, start cutting, cutting back Imagineering and, and the projects that come with that because mm. then it's, yeah, it's, it saves you in the short term by making those cutbacks. It saves your, you know, profit margins and all this sort of stuff. But in the long term, as you say, five, six, up to 10 years, you know, the, the projects aren't, the new rides and new attractions aren't going to be coming in and the ones that do may not be as good as, as we've come to expect no and therefore the the attract the parks themselves suffer and that's not just florida that's you know all around the world and things like that isn't it it um, is i think what's i mean 
a key part of this for me is Tron. Mm. That's not opening until 2023 now. Right. They haven't confirmed it, but it, it's not on the list of attractions that open this year. Yeah, because they've said Guardians is opening. Guardians this year, is opening right? this year. Yeah. From what we understand, they've already made cuts to that and removed animatronics. Mm-hmm. So already Guardians is not going to be the cutting edge attraction that they promised. Now I'm sure it's still going to be great, but it's not going to be one of the, one of the best attractions in the world by the sounds of it, at least. Right. And we don't know that yet. Tron is a like for like copy of Shanghai's. Mm-hmm. They announced it. I don't even know when it was now, like five years ago. Yeah. There is no excuse, even with COVID taken into consideration, for it to have taken this long, other than the fact that they know Walt Disney World has nothing coming to it after Tron is. is oh, I see. Well, so they, yeah, delaying it deliberately. Because what, what, else, what else have we got? There's been nothing else announced for Magic Kingdom, There's yeah. been nothing announced for Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Epcot, yeah, we've got Guardians on the way. We've got some kind of Moana water feature. Who cares? It's going to be terrible. Yeah, they've absolutely. scrapped the Mary Poppins ride. They've scrapped yeah. currently the refurbishment for Spaceship Earth. The festival yeah. mm-hmm. center, as far as I understand it, has either been fully scrapped or there will be like some kind of pop up. You know, we were looking like it was going to be like Tony Stark's house at one point. Now mm. that's looking to have gone. The Play Pavilion. Let's be honest with the budget Disney's going to be playing with is going to be terrible. Yeah. So what what have we got coming to Disney World beyond Tron? Nothing. Yeah. A new Star yeah. Wars hotel opening this year where I can book now because so many people have have pulled out of that booking. I know we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So what what's bringing me back to Disney World in 2024? Yeah. Well, I mean to be fair, it's probably more universal. <laughs> Because they're, well, yeah, this, this they're doing, like, they're, they, you know, they have been opening more attractions than, than Disney have. And it's more affordable. Yeah. But it, this is the thing, like, Disney is a, as a company, and I know they're a business, and I completely understand that, mm-hmm. but they've always been a business. You know, we need someone, and we need someone like Eisner in his early days, yeah, back in, on the reins as CEO to steer this ship back on course. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, as I said, I don't dislike Disney as, a, as the brands and things that they own. I just like Disney, how it's being run right now. And they don't care. All they care about is their shareholders. That's yeah. one part of it. And you have to care about your shareholders. But what they're not doing is caring about their guests. They're not caring that the people are paying thousands of thousands of dollars to go to these parks and receiving a poor experience. Mm-hmm. So another example the DVC area in Polynesian. People drop thousands of dollars on DVC. The bar on New Year's Eve shut at 4 p.m. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Those kind of things that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. Yeah. It would yeah. not have happened. Yeah. It, and the, the problem that they have is, is that we and a lot of people can see it coming is that it will affect them. It, it's not in the short term. No. It'll affect them in the long term. Yeah. And the problem is they've got... The, it, it probably it will probably be kicked down the road a little bit more because of COVID, right? Because so many people aren't going on holidays at the moment yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. When, they, when, when everyone feel, when 
you know, the majority of people feel more comfortable to be going on holidays, they will go to Disney and they'll stay in Disney. They'll stay on Disney property and all this sort of stuff because they've got the extra money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. To pay yeah. for these, you know, more expensive experiences. And therefore Disney will be getting, getting like a big injection of cash from all these people coming back to the parks who haven't been there for the last two, three years. And then after that, that's when you'll see the drop-off. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, new attractions won't be opening. You know, the hotels will be more expensive and all this sort of stuff. People won't want to be going back. So there's sort of, they'll have that period, which I don't know when that's going to be, like a year, still maybe like a year or two years before mm. they really get back to like the height of what, sort of visitor numbers they were seeing as such um and then that's when they'll start seeing it so you can see it coming but the problem then is it won't it you know chapek is not going to be ceo at that point he'd right. be gone way before that in my opinion which um, i mean maybe that's a good thing then because maybe that you know if that does happen is, is it too late for the next guy to then turn that around and you know in a short space of time these maybe. imagineering projects take a long time oh yeah of course as soon yeah. as you start construction that's a different story because yeah if disney wanted to tron could have been open in 20 in 2020 let's be honest but the mm. railroad is still not open yeah that iconic yeah, I mean, train around magic kingdom hasn't been running for four years maybe yeah i mean that's the, to... the tron's i mean tron's the whole the whole different story isn't it it's just ridiculous of like, joke yeah like universal Going back to Universal, they managed to build the Velocicoaster. Yeah, in what two years? Is, yeah, yeah, and and Tron, which is a rinse and repeat ride from Shanghai, so they know exactly how to build it. Yeah, and they, they've been they've been building it for what five six years. Well, <laughs> when Ratatouille took again, Ratatouille took a long time. Yeah, and in in a video, Imagineering is talking about, oh, it's really difficult, to, you know, to design these things from scratch. It's like, well, you're not, are you? <laughs> no. it, it's not even like you've tweaked the audio. It's exactly yeah. like copy and paste. Yeah. So why yeah. are you lying in, in a, a vid video to say, oh, you're doing all these things from scratch with no reference points? Hmm. Sorry, do you not know your parking Paris exists? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. ridiculous. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, I think that what's really turned it for, for me is, you know, if we do end up going this year for Halloween Horror Nights, mm -hmm. I think we would have had quite a conversation about where we were staying. I think we would have, you know, if you're going back a couple of years ago, maybe three, four years ago, mm. we would have gone, well, we, you know, we really want to do Rise of the Resistance. We really mm. want to do XYZ at Disney. And we've got extra magic hours to really get, make the most of that blah 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 got dining yeah. plan so we can go to the cellar or what you know um wherever the restaurants we want to go to so what maybe we should stay in disney for four nights and universal for two mm -hmm. so we can take advantage of that dining plan and the extra magic hours whereas now we're like this is not even in the conversation no it's like no, we'll, stay, I mean... we'll stay at universal and maybe we'll get an uber to to disney to do galaxy's edge yeah, because it, it doesn't. It feels like it, it feels like it's such an easy decision right now. Yeah. Of, well, we may as well for our for our purposes, we may as well stay at Universal. Yeah. You know, it's significantly cheaper. And what are the incentives of staying on Disney property right now? I can't give you. I honestly cannot give you one yeah. right now. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I still think that there's nothing that beats looking out on the Savannah at Animal Kingdom Lodge, 
that lobby is is magical the restaurants are fantastic that hotel is absolutely incredible yeah but it comes with a huge price tag and yeah a huge price minute, tag yeah I, you know i used to be able to weigh it up and say i've got the dining plan for you know in the case of our honeymoon three weeks mm-hmm. i'm not going to worry about food i've got extra magic hours yeah i've got magical express none of that exists anymore and I think I read yesterday that last year Disney transported to over 2 million guests via um, Magical Express. Right. So yeah. now, as of yesterday, as we record on the 2nd of January, it's, as of yesterday, Magical Express does not exist. Mm-hmm. So two, uh, well, at least 2 million, but you know, going into a year where the pandemic hopefully is not going to be as much of an issue for guests travelling, those 2 million people, maybe even closer to 3 normally, are now having a crapper experience right from arriving in the airport to get to Disney. Because yeah. what's the alternative now? Mears, which is, I mean, I've traveled with Mears before, they're all right, but it's a taxi. You know, even yeah, if you're I mean, on a bus, it's, 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 it's a glorified taxi. Yeah, because is, was it, is it Mears that ran the Magical Express? Yeah, but obviously it was yeah. all branded Disney and yeah, the, yeah. The, um, you wouldn't actually know it was Mears. No, um, but obviously because they're putting on the same, essentially the same service, aren't they? But you'll have to pay for it. Yep. Um, so they presumably whether they're going to be offering. I mean, I'm assuming they won't be Disney branded buses because they won't be allowed to. No. Um, but they'll presumably they're putting on the same sort of you know time slots and all that sort of stuff um, as as Disney. I would, were I would assume so, but you know, for, for me, it's. Disney is putting profits, bearing in mind that those that money is eaten up into the cost of your stay anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah, but they're fun, putting profits yeah. ahead of guests' happiness. Yeah, and that would have never happened ten years ago. And yeah. just kind of ending on my point because I could talk probably for another hour and a half on this. <laughs> that for me is a great example of Disney not caring about their guests and only caring about those numbers in a spreadsheet. And for twenty twenty two. I would like to see Chapek and the top leadership team of Disney, given the boot, bring in a, a team that cares about Disney's customers, not just guests to the theme park, but customers again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you need, it does feel like you need somebody creative because, I mean, every, every element of Disney is a creative company. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's the TV shows, the parks... The, well, the, the movies, whatever you know, whatever they make, it's all creative fundamentally, isn't it? For me, where Disney is flourishing right now is in two areas: right. Marvel, TV, and film, mm-hmm. and Star Wars, TV more than film. Yeah, two reasons for that: Kevin Feige on Marvel, mm-hmm. who is basically doing whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, knowing that Disney is reining him in because his movies make money, but he's allowed to do what he wants, mm-hmm. and. Dave Filoni and John Favreau for Star Wars. Two yeah. very creative people who understand Star Wars and are being allowed to run those shows however they want. Yeah. And it's working. Put which that is straight, which in is, the theme parks. <laughs> which is funny, really, isn't it? Because, you know, they're obviously they're making these things, they're spending a lot of money, but they're making a lot of money in return. You think, well, yeah. surely the parks are doing the same thing. And you think, well, why aren't they being given the same sort of long leash? Yeah, I don't that, know that the other the other IPs are being given. No, I, I really don't know. So, yeah, that's my my next point. Um, what else have you got? Um, what else have I got? 
Okay, I think the well, I mean, obviously, we already we we touched on that briefly there, didn't we? Which was which was the incentives to stay on Disney property. Mm. Um, it will be nice to see some of them. It'd be nice to see them starting to come back. Um, you know, like the extra magic hours. It's it's a small thing. You know, obviously, it obviously costs Disney money because they have to have the staff, the, you know, cast members opening the parks earlier and that sort of stuff. Did, did, did they bring it back to a degree already? Yeah, I think there's like half hour maybe for every park. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to see that extended because, I mean, half an hour is half an hour. Yeah. Like, that's nothing really. But it's, it's you know, whether it comes down to the price, you know, they need to be more competitive with the prices to be, to to have that more incentive to come back. Cause I mean, when you look at the price of like the Disney hotels compared to the universal Universal hotels, it's, Shocking. it's so far apart. Do you want it's to guess crazy? Do you want to guess just related to your point? What from the, in the UK right now, mm-hmm. what is Disney giving me as an incentive to stay on site? Let's see if you can guess. Um, I'm guessing they're giving you a, a gift card for food. No, 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 that's not on there. No, it doesn't exist anymore. Nope. Um, are they giving you anything to do with Disney Genie? Nope. No? Okay. Okay. It um, is... The offer is up to two nights free in a Disney hotel when you book a two-week holiday. Up to, okay. Up to. Which means that the deluxe resorts will be getting two nights. Yeah. And that may not be all of the deluxe resorts. Yeah. That's like the poly and uh, the contemporary and things like that. That's the worst offer I've ever seen on for for encouraging UK travel. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're giving the 14 day ticket for the price of seven. That offer that's that's like a standing offer, isn't it? Basically. (laughs) That's existed from the from the start of time itself. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think you ever you have, I don't think you've ever booked a Disney holiday and not got that offer, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? There's, there's just no incentives. And I don't know whether that is because they're thinking on the lines of, you know, when people start coming back after COVID, they'll pay whatever they want. Yeah, maybe it's you a know. short-term thing and next year we'll see things change. And, and you yeah. know what? Next year, I mean, we've, we've can't, we kind of have predicted that will be the case because... Mm-hmm. If the prices stay as they are, then the ninety percent of people living in the UK cannot afford to to go to yeah. Disney World. You know, looking at the the national wage, or the rough, the average wage, sorry, I should say, mm-hmm. and the price of a two week holiday in Disney World, you're looking at like 40, 30 to forty percent of your average wage. Yeah, um, that and, ain't gonna and- happen. No, and that's the thing. You'll you'll either get people will go and stay at different locations because they still want to go as frequently as they were before, or they'll be going less frequently but still be staying at Disney property, that sort yeah. of thing. And because it will be obviously they can't the afford. Yeah, it will, be, it will be a mix of the two. Either way, it means that Disney loses money. Yeah, and it's um, a real shame because I, I, you know, later in September we're staying at like just a a, a condo basically. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be staying in the Animal Kingdom Lodge for two weeks. Yeah, it's just not—it's not worth it. As you said, those those all those benefits have gone, and it's not worth it for me to spend that amount of money on, you know. And I, I and I really would like people would absolutely love it, mm. far more than staying at 
um, any other hotel or villa or wherever else in Orlando. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; she would. It would still be our preference to stay and on it, site. But there's no benefit to me to do it. So why would I? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It feels like that's what they're they're gambling on that element a little yeah. bit because you know they they're gambling on the fact that you know parents want to take their kids to Disney and that sort of thing, and which I completely understand. Yeah. But it it becomes to a point where you do price people out you know, of being able to do that. And you'll, you'll get people that, that can't afford to do that. You'll get people that will say, well, I'm not going to pay that price to do that when we can stay somewhere else for half the price, that mm. sort of thing. Uh, and you will get people that will pay, you know, pay the money for that experience, um, yeah. I mean, which I understand. And I don't, you know, I'm not no, going to, I don't judge people for doing that. It's just, I, you know, I personally won't be doing that mainly because I've got kids. But, but no, I won't be anyway. And, and don't get me wrong. I personally, you know, we, we didn't have Piper. We weren't taking Piper. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge or any, you know, a lot of Disney hotels are you know, fantastic, but the lack of benefits and back to your point has, yeah. has mean, has meant that I'm not paying that money without the benefits. Uh, and mm. that's, that's that, you know, we could, we could do, you know, we could do a little bit less, you know, spend a little bit less day to day. Um, mm-hmm. and, and afford it but I'm not going to why would I why would I sacrifice the things that I do every week every day with my family yeah to stay on site with no benefits yeah hotel yeah, I'm going to be there for like an hour of a day yeah it comes down to to being able to justify that cost doesn't it yeah it's, it's um, gone from it, Disney's staying on site is gone from from my mind for, for the time being until they bring back dining plan until they bring back other big benefits like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not even considering staying at Disney. I might do one night, two nights. Yeah. Just to start, you know, not for us, for, for Piper to, to, to see like, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge, as I said, magical experience. She loves animals. To, to see that will be worth it for us to see her reaction. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not spending two weeks. No way would I pay Disney six, seven grand to stay on Animal Kingdom Lodge for two weeks mm-hmm. with no benefits. It's not going to happen. Yeah, when well, you can pay half that to stay at Universal. Yeah, easily half that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, like, if they don't bring back the incentive, the, the benefits and things like that, then they need to reduce the price. I mean, yeah. ideally, they'd do both. But, yeah. you know. Also, um, it's a pain in the arse to, to go to Disney now. Genie. Oh, what, to, like, get there? Plus, oh, I always like, see, yeah. Re- reserving my park days. It's a mm-hmm. pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a holiday, is it? Like, I, I don't. I'm very surprised that they've kept the reserve your park days. It's, it's ridiculous. Like that. That must be like a. That must be a way of them knowing how many staff they have to send to each park. Yeah, it's got to be related to that. It's, it's got to be something monetary because it's not COVID related. No, it's, it's not. Anymore. Like, there's no, there's no restrictions, right? So, you know, it must be something where they can say oh, okay we know exactly how many people are coming to these parks it'll these be days. so they can manage annual pass block out dates better they'll be mm-hmm. able to manage annual pass holders better which we've seen them like turn annual passes on and off constantly over yeah. and like, annual pass holders are very annoyed at disney both on both coasts in the states at the minute right those are like those are some of your i mean yeah okay i know that they're not spending as much money as like you and i going on a two-week trip Mm-hmm. But they are proper into your brand. Yeah. 
Like yeah. if you alienate those people, yeah, fair enough. Again, you might not see that impact in the next two years because you've got those other guests coming in. But mm-hmm. in the long term, do you really want to piss off your local visitors? Yeah, like your core, your core demographic friends. customers, aren't they? Yeah, they tell their friends and families who've just had fam- their families. Oh, you hadn't had in your past, didn't you? Yeah, but they they kept screwing us over, so it's not worth it. Don't don't do it. Just go for a couple of days of the year. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they've seen, you know, it's all happened before. That's the, that's the, that's the sad thing, isn't it? It's yeah. all happened before. They've made these changes before, you know, they've cut back Imagineering before in the past and things like that, and they saw it suffer. Well, we saw and, the results of that. And yeah. like same with the hotels. You know, when we were kids, everyone was mm. staying in villas and, and other hotels. Yeah. And then Disney changed the game. They had, they had a lot of these hotels that exist now but they didn't see people going to them. So they introduced free dining mm-hmm. and things like that. This will happen again without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. And surely they must see it coming. Like, yeah, because <laughs> but maybe if we see yeah. it coming. We know that, you know, you, you can look back in the history and, and see all, you know, what these things have an impact on. Yeah. So they must know it as well as we do. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think maybe as you said, they know that in, in the short term as in two years, you've got mm. people that, that, want to go back and have have got the money to go back so they're not going to worry about it for two years maybe yeah but how many people are they going to annoy in that time yeah that's that's the question they're gambling gambling on i think yeah they're gambling on on trying to not piss off too many people yeah um and trying to make as much money as possible from the people that are going to the parks and things like that that's what they that feels like what they're trying to do just hopefully they won't make like I mean, no, nothing is irreparable damage as such. No, like, I think you're right. It, it's just as long as they don't cause too much long-term damage. Or stop a generation of parents yeah. from taking their kids to Disney World. Yeah. That's trouble. Because you know what? That generation doesn't go. That passes on. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing. The, it's like with the Imagineering, isn't it? it obviously, we keep sort of coming back to that but that is a thing that if you if you if you cut that back it has a massive impact for the next 10 years say yeah oh huge because of you know projects being planned and things like that i mean just look at tron taking five six seven years to to plan and build yeah i think you know and that's a copy and paste jobby yeah so, it's, a joke. <laughs> it's an absolute joke yeah um but i think what we'll do is We'll continue with this next week. And right. there's a few items we've not talked about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want us to kind of skim through them too quickly because I think that they're quite big things we want to talk about. I think we'll come back to Disney again next week. But that's kind of part one of our 2022 things from theme parks that we want to um, we want to see happen. Um, let us know on, on Twitter and all of the socials to search for Theme Park Trader if there's anything you want us to to talk about next week and anything you want to see from theme parks in, in 2022 and we'll make sure that we we cover them off next week but yeah please do leave us a review on your podcast app and we will see you again next week ah there you are and just in time there's a little matter i forgot to mention beware of hitchhiking ghosts they have selected you to fill our quota and they'll haunt you until you return. 